Dear Bloom, I'm writing this letter on my way to church, hoping for a sign from God about my next steps. I recently turned 40 and it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I must disclose that a lot of people in my life don't know that I'm 40. I haven't accomplished all the important things in life. And although I have a great career, good friends, and a good life that someone else would kill for, I'm still not there. Before moving to the UK, I had a strong relationship with God. I had faith. I had peace. But I lost all of that when I got here. There's very little, no, or different community here in comparison to my home country. And I find it hard to pray, to listen, to hear, and sometimes to believe in God. I miss having someone to talk about God to. I miss having someone to talk faith to. I want a life that has purpose. I want to get married but not have kids. My relationship with my mom has made me scared of becoming a mother, and I'm okay with having a life without bearing children. I want to emphasize that I'm grateful for my life. I have a great job. I have some financial issues, but I know that I use money as a solve to buy things to make me better. What I want more than anything is my faith back. I want the happiness and peace that I felt before. I want to stop making bad decisions and I want to start dating. I had a bad experience a few years ago and it made me a little gun shy. I look at your stories and they bring me so much joy. I want to create that joy for myself. Bloom is a place of restoration. It's a place where women can be filled and then pour out onto others. The foundation of Bloom is the word of God. And in each episode, we focus on God's illuminating inerrant word as we strive daily to live on fire for him. In this episode, we meet a listener who is longing to return back to God and to get back to a time where she simply knew that everything was going to be all right. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how lasting joy is possible in every season, where we can find it, and how, if we're feeling far away, we can get back to Christ, our first love. Everything that I say here is subject to your spiritual authority, the men and the women of God who help guide and shepherd you spiritually. There is a joy that Paul talks about in the book of Philippians that I want to focus on in this episode. This joy is produced by the Holy Spirit. When I was looking at definitions of joy, this one from Pathio seemed to be the most relevant. Joy isn't like happiness, which is based on happenings or whether things are going well or not. Joy remains even amongst the suffering. It's not happiness. Joy is an emotion that's acquired by the anticipation, acquisition, or even the expectation of something great or wonderful. It could be described as exhilaration, delight, or sheer gladness of the soul. With joy, you simply know that everything is going to be all right. I can produce my own happiness but I can't produce my own joy. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Creating a life of true joy isn't something that we do on our own, but equipped with the word of God, we can learn more about where joy comes from and how we can cultivate it for ourselves. 
So we've all been there. We've been in seasons where we feel far from God. We don't feel the joy that we once used to, right? We don't feel the peace that we once used to. I talked a little bit about what joy is earlier, but where can we find it? The Bible says that in his presence, there is a fullness of joy. Joy is the essence of God's character. When we spend time with him in prayer or in worship, for example, we get to enter into his joy-filled presence. Lasting joy in every season is possible when we follow God's truths about joy. God calls us to trust that his ways are higher than our ways. We are to trust always in his divine wisdom. Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 says this, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, Whatever they do prospers. If we delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night, we will bear fruit and remember the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. My deepest joy has never come from people. Time and time again, I've experienced it fully with God. And the crazy thing is that joy doesn't need to make logical sense for the circumstance. And it probably never does. Joy is wild like that. Psalm chapter 30 verse 11 says, you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. We don't have to understand joy in order to embrace it especially during rough times. The joy that we exude during our toughest times is a spiritual gift that radiates out to others. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 15 verse 13. When we choose to trust in God, no matter the circumstance, no matter how difficult or painful the trial, he fills us with joy and peace. Here's a scripture that I love, and it's about finding joy in hardship. So we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 3 through 10. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as imposters, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. This scripture is such a powerful reminder that we can still be broken and pass on spiritual riches to others. When we're going through the thick of our own battles, fathoming that we can have 
anything to contribute seems impossible, but it's not. In fact, it's joy that transforms our difficult circumstances into times of blessing. Difficult times bring endurance to our faith. They train us. James chapter 1 verses 2 through 3 tells us to consider it pure joy when we face trials because the testing of our faith produces perseverance. Joy is a choice. It's allowing God's truth to permeate your heart. It's believing God's promises for you. There's a scripture that I look to when I'm dealing with pushback or persecution for what I believe. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. Luke chapter 6, verses 22 through 23. Joy is easy when our lives are easy, right? You have an extra pep in your step. Everything is going your way. Your job is great. Your home is beautiful and Pinterestable. It's a new word. Your mom is at peace with your decisions and the sun seems to always be shining until one day it's not. Paul says that he is overflowing with joy in all our affliction. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 4. Or, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. This is Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. What we eventually learn is that when you are persecuted or challenged for Jesus, you compound your interest in heaven. So what's the difference between happiness and joy? Happiness comes from circumstances in our lives. We're happy when things go our way. When things don't go our way, we're no longer happy. Happiness is fleeting. Joy, on the other hand, is something that is often produced under pressure. And as I mentioned earlier, it can't be brought upon by our own desires. Joy comes from God. Getting from where you are to joy in the Lord requires one simple thing, really. It requires devotion. When we love someone, we spend time with them. We're devoted to them. We're faithful to them. We show up for them and we let them know that they can always trust us. Now, this is where we should be honest with ourselves. Do we feel far away from God because of our lack of devotion, our lack of prayer time and quiet time with him? If the Bible tells us that in his presence is the fullness of joy, then we know that we ought to spend time with him and in his presence to experience that fullness. To get started on your journey back to Christ, here are four practical places that I would start. So I would find a church home. When I tried to go along on my own, it was rocky. It was so difficult. I found myself falling back into my past patterns and behaviors. I needed to be challenged to grow. When I got plugged into my church, everything, and I mean everything, changed. Now, if you need recommendations for churches, you can always email ask at thebloompodcast.com. The second place that I would start is spending the morning with Jesus. If you can, try to carve out an hour before you start your day. Start with prayer. Remember, prayer is simply a conversation with God. There's no need to get fancy. Sometimes I'll hop over to the Bible app and look at some of the devotionals that they have that deal with some of the challenges that I may be experiencing. Other times during prayer, scriptures pop into my head or the Lord lays something on my heart and I open up Evernote and jot down those thoughts. Each day looks different, but it's important that you carve out time to just sit in his presence. 
The third thing that I would do is to cultivate a heart for worship. God inhabits the praises of his people. One way that we can bring glory to God is to worship him. Ponder on the things that he's done for you. Take a walk outside and simply consider his creation and your life circumstances. Sing a song to him. And the last thing is to give and to serve. Servanthood was who Jesus was. Serving is what we're called to do. We are called to serve others. We are never more aware of how good we have it than when we humble ourselves and serve others. Jesus instructed his disciples in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, to freely give because they have freely received. Giving is a reminder that everything that we have, everything that we own belongs to God. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please subscribe on iTunes as well as rate and review this podcast. It will help Bloom reach many more women just like you around the world. I'd like to close this out in prayer. Father, we come before you thanking you for who you are and thanking you for what you've done. If you never do anything else for us, God, you have already done enough. We thank you for the ways that you cherish us and the ways that you've molded and shaped us. Lord, I thank you for the life of every woman listening to this episode of Bloom. I thank you for the gifts that you've given them. I thank you for the joy that is available in and through you. I ask for the forgiveness of our sins and the ways in which we've led people away from you, both knowingly and unknowingly. Lord, help us to continue to seek after the things of your kingdom. Let us draw near to you during our seasons of brokenness so that we may find love, peace, hope, and joy in you. Help us to see that our joy in you is something that no one can ever, ever take away. I thank you for our purpose. I thank you for our design. I thank you that we belong to you and that we will go to the ends of this earth sharing the hope, the joy, and the love that you've given to all humanity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.